Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 83 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Cannoli Fingers. And I'm joined here by my whimsical co-host, former market maker of 20 years and current day retail trader, enemy number one to the Wall Street bets crowd, and friend number one to the women of Eastern Europe, beat prodigal son of Regina. JJ, how's it going? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. And I just make jokes, jokes. Don't want you to get you in trouble with your girlfriend. That's nah, okay. Uh, She's got a sense of humor. Uh, good. I, I know that. I know that. How's, how's London going so far? Loving it? Oh, man. This place is amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And I don't know why everyone complains about the weather. It's been sunny since I got here. Well, I, I think it's only um, on the up from Regina's mm -hmm. weather. So, <laughs> and so our, uh, our guest today is a PhD in algorithmic game theory, CEO and co-founder of Equilibra Technologies. And that's a company that's using game theory and reinforcement learning to build the next generation of algorithmic trading. Previously, he was a senior research scientist at DeepMind and research scientist at IBM Watson, co-author of DeepStack. And that was the first program to be professional poker players at No Limit Texas Hold'em. I'm talking about Martin Schmid. Martin, how's it going, man? Good, good. Hello, hello, everybody. Good, good to be here. Good to meet you guys. It's it's a pleasure, Martin, and uh, it's it's really coming full circle for me. Like I was telling you before, um, you know, I was following DeepMind very closely as the whole poker community was. Um, you know, when you guys were uh, going through that. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, what, what were kind of some of your thoughts uh, and feelings like confidence level, like when you guys went into the match? Well, okay, so we were quite confident, except that uh, we were we were in, in, in the dark, like up until the very end, we were not told the results, right? So that, that mm -hmm. was to make sure to sure that the guys who basically work on the algorithm are not trying to to cheat or anything like this. So there was like a separate group who was doing the evaluation, and mm -hmm. they didn't even tell us <laughs> tell us uh, how it's going in the in the very middle. Oh, but no. uh, they they did not really have a good poker face. So we we we, we guessed that it's going well. Yeah, 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 very well. Yeah. So and I'm definitely we're gonna jump into that um um a lot more. Um, you know, before we jump more into uh, the poker side, the deep stack. Um, I want to just ask a little bit of background. Um, on yourself and why you chose a career um, in AI. Poo, poo, poo. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think we very much started uh, with poker and quite quite early, right? Like it's uh, it's both me and my friend uh, Mate, who is uh, uh, again one of the one of one of the authors of DeepStack as well. We started working together on poker and I even back uh, back uh, at uh, at the undergrad level right and that was really really our our silliness we were quite naive and back then poker was a big thing because as you probably know it was a lot bigger big bigger back then back then and we were okay well we both study like computer science and math let's uh, let's uh, do some poker ai despite us knowing nothing about uh, poker ai but uh, sometimes that's uh, that how these things work. You are just naive. You just jump into it, and you get uh, you get lucky. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, naive can work to your uh, your advantage at times for sure. Uh, you know, Martin, I, I, you're a, um, a PhD in algorithmic game theory. Have you always had an affinity for games? Yes, I, I did did love games quite uh, quite a lot, even when I was a when I was a young young, uh, young kid. But uh, I mean, when it came down to poker, I knew I was uh, I was never going to be to be any good, right? So. The, the thing that I enjoy the most is uh, is working on the math, on the algorithms that sell, themselves, and doing the doing the, this uh, this uh, this side of things. And the, the the journey before the deep stack that really was uh, quite amazing and uh, quite uh, quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're we're going to about to jump into that. And just a reminder to all the listeners, if you guys would like to join JJ myself. And it's a supportive community of traders. You guys can join us at microefutures.com. Um, you know, for, for the listeners, um, uh, this was this was a big deal. Um, the AI beating poker. This was previously something that was done before. Uh, it's been very hard because um, poker is a game of incomplete information, um, whereas you know AIs were beating games of complete information. And so, you know, maybe could you explain to the listeners, Martin, why like this was such a big deal um, at the time? Sure, happy to. Now, I mean, exactly as as you alluded to, like uh, back uh, back then, it was it was the case that uh, humans uh, were like far below the level of uh, computer AI when it came down to say say chess, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why it was not uh, yet the case for for poker is exactly because of this uh, incomplete or imperfect uh, information. But if you dig uh, dig deeper. The, the 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 thing that it really breaks for the for the algorithms up until deep stack is that uh, no one really knew how to properly do search and most of the the uh, ai algorithms when it comes down to to games or like perfect informational settings it's all about a search right you are like you are about to 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 make a turn and what do you do as a human you think about the the situation what is going to happen in the in the future you you are trying to figure out about your moves and the opponent moves and, and so on, right? And that's uh, that's relatively simple to do, uh, say in chess. And no one really knew how to do it uh, in uh, in games uh, like poker. And what DeepStack brought, and that's uh, why it was uh, such a big deal, big deal. It it not only it uh, it allowed us to like uh, bring this huge jumping performance in poker. But the algorithm itself was general enough to bring this idea of search to many other imperfect information games. Right, right. So it's, um, and it, you know, I remember at the time too, people were, um, uh, you know, I just take back, what was this, 2017, 2016, right? Give or take? Yeah, I think 17. 17, yeah. I, I just remember people were like, oh man, poker's doomed, poker's over. Like, uh, you know, it's not going to be profitable no more, um, which, you know, which it still is. I mean, it depends where you play and stuff, but um, it, it really did help, I think, raise the level of the game. And there was a lot of things. I remember the players who played the AI um, were commenting on. Maybe I think some of it was bet sizing in a, in a lot of stuff that was very counterintuitive, I guess, maybe to the human brain. Um, it, it made us re- maybe rethink certain um, scenarios. Martin, did you have a chance to talk to some of the players like afterwards um, and, and collect some of their thoughts? Well, not not me, but I do know that DeepStack had uh, quite a big uh, impact to, to, to the poker world. Mm-hmm. Sim- simple, simply, okay, one thing is 
there were some other like deep stack uh, implementations that uh, the say the community community did and for sure there are other implementations that not, not even us are aware of right because simply <laughs> people are implementing deep stack and just uh, you, you used it to to play online right so mm -hmm. i think the, the 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 gameplay itself from what i've heard changed drastically it's hard for me to to comment on uh, on details because i'm a very shitty poker player <laughs> yeah you say you, you said you said you knew early on you weren't going to be a good poker player well what was it about it do you think well what's uh, why don't you think you're a strong player well i i mean it's it's like asking why I'm not good at say climbing, right? I'm just it's it's not one of those things that I was born to do. Just now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Good good answer. Um what was it was there anything surprising um to you uh when looking back on the results of this or maybe uh how the AI functioned during the match? Well what were maybe some surprises? Hmm. Okay, so one thing, okay, one feedback that we got that we got is it was quite well balanced, right? Like people did uh, did try to analyze the the ranges uh, them, themselves, yeah. and it it seemed to 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 play well balanced uh, balanced game. Another thing is thanks to the search, it also was able to basically understand uh, any any action, any any bet or any both sides so that was. Uh, that was made by a human. That was one of the big, big weaknesses of the of the prior AIs, which is, as as, as I already to, to, to told you guys, so deep stack broad search uh, to to imperfect information work, right? And it's not like before deep stack there was no poker AI, right? It's just that it was not based on search. So the algorithms what they really did is they just try to come up with a smaller uh, smaller game, like a small game that uh, one could solve exactly with, without, mm -hmm. the use, without the use of search. And then, then it simply tried to somehow map the states of this small game into the, into the big, uh, big, big poker, right? And that's exactly where its Achilles uh, heel uh, uh, came, came from, which is whenever the opponent made uh, some action so that uh, the, the real world state uh, got into a situation where your like small, small, small game on your comp computer didn't really understand. You were in a really, really bad, bad spot, right? So say, say your AI only ever understood bet size of uh, 100 and uh, 200, uh, 200 chips. Whenever opponent did 150, you, you, it was no good. Yeah. Yeah, so it really, yeah, because I, you know, I've I've played around with, um, you know, there was there was poker AIs before, and even some like you could, you know, purchase subscriptions to and stuff. And I've always remembered, um, there were there was a level of exploitability to the AI that it, it wasn't capturing um, on previously, and I know others have commented on that as well. Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's why. <laughs> One of the very early AIs that uh, me and uh, me and Matthew developed uh, at the uh, at the undergrad, uh, that was developed mostly for those uh, particular games where this was no no big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, so so after this, so you you went on to create um, player of games, and so this was the first program to achieve you know strong performance and perfect and imperfect games. Um, so explain to us to this why this was the next step for you um, to have to have an AI that was strong in both. Right. 
Well, maybe maybe let's go back, let's go back even before before deep stack to 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 understand how we how we go there. Right? Like you, mm -hmm. you are absolutely correct that after deep stack there there was uh, there's uh, there's the player games, which is the, the the next step, right? But let's maybe do a back uh, back step here. Yep. Awesome. So when I, when I said that uh, we started to, to work uh, on this uh, on this poker AI. It was long before DeepStack, actually, right? So, okay. so we, we, we say DeepStack was, uh, say, 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. right? So around uh, 2010, 20, uh, 2011, we are already working on some uh, first poker AI uh, from uh, basically from our dor dormitories. And we got to a point where the AI was uh, fully, fully automated, uh, automated. It was fully working. And uh, it was also fully connected to some of those uh, poker poker uh, game parties, right? There, there was this, uh, if I remember, Poker Stars and Photoed, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. You are probably quite familiar with, with both. And yep. what, what what is pretty cool, we got to a point where the AI was uh, playing uh, automatically uh, on a full tilt, and everything was uh, automated. We were literally just watching the the AI. Uh, clicking on the tables, uh, going through the uh, through, going through the computation to figure out what's going on and making those actions automatically, right? Mm -hmm. And it, that, that that was that was quite fun, but it didn't didn't take that long for Fultil to to realize there like it's probably no, not not a human, right? It's playing like twenty tables. Uh, it, it never sleeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just twenty four seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Now here, here comes the best part, right? After after they figure figure this out, they not surprisingly blocked our account, but they gave us all the all the money back, including the, the, the some some of the money that we want, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now this happened literally say twelve or ten days before the Black Friday. Oh wow! Wow. Crazy, yeah. That's that's. I guess um, I at least got the money off there. Yeah. So for for those that don't know, Black Friday, that's when um, you know, a bunch the DOJ shut down Barda, the U.S. Oh, okay. From uh, online poker sites, um, and it's you know why I got to play offshore right now. Um, but yeah, interesting. So um, wow. So that so what two thousand um, what was that two thousand nine? That had to have been around there. I think if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, we, we would have to Google, Google that. You have to Google that. But that's yeah. that that was our very beginning very beginning with uh, with poker AI that yeah. uh, ended ended uh, quite spectacularly. But <laughs> what we did learn is that we did uh, we enjoyed the AI side of things. Yeah. And that's when we applied both for our PhD and uh, basically started to work on this uh, properly. Met with uh, Michael Bowling, moved to Canada. And uh, then uh, deep stick became the history. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's I. Um, it, it was fascinating. I love I love looking at the results um, of that match. Um, and were and, and were you guys involved? Because I, I remember I, I don't know if you were involved with it, but there were there was a, a prior match that the that the humans won uh, a couple of years earlier. Were you involved with that project, Martin? So that was uh, that was a group from uh, CMU Carnegie Mellon University. Mellon, yeah, right. Yeah, they yes they did uh, did lose, but they 
also followed uh, right after DeepStack, there was an uh, agent called Libratus, who also was able to, to beat uh, like uh, extraordinarily strong, uh, no, no, no limit, uh, no limit virus. It was like a few, few months uh, just after DeepStack. Yeah. So, so while, there, uh, while this happened after DeepStack, they did have, uh, have stronger players. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I, I I love you know studying the uh, just the way like a, a computer plays or or like a, an equilibrium strategy in it. But it's 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 so hard for a human to actually um, adhere to it. You know, perfectly. Obviously, there's going to be some human error because um, I remember at the time people are like, "Oh man, poker's doomed." Um, you know, it's definitely gotten harder, but. I don't know. I would say if it's doomed. Um, so, so now, Martin, you uh, you are turning your focus towards the financial markets. Um, so, so why why try and beat the markets? Is this just like a natural progression? Well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it it really was me and two other friends uh, thinking about what's uh, what's next for us, right? Because the, the way DeepStack uh, happened is uh, we decided to leave IBM, move to Canada and work with uh, Michael Bowling on this uh, crazy, crazy idea to uh, all together with the team. And uh, now we were in a similar situation. We spent a few, four to five years working uh, for DeepMind. We, we enjoy this uh, quite a lot and we still love all the, all the, all the colleagues uh, and uh, everyone, everyone there. But uh, we were also thinking now is the right time to, to do another crazy thing, right? to, to, to leave, leave a nice, uh, nice place and try to shoot for something crazy. Which the deep sec was uh, similar for us. Now, now what to, the only thing that could be even more crazy is to start something uh, on our own. And uh, we wanted to start something that makes sense so that we could basically start something where we can use what we are good at, which is all those like self-learning self, self learning algorithms, game, game theory, reinforcement learning, all, the, all, all these uh, kinds of things. And uh, we also do not really want to do, say, marketing or, or sales. <laughs> and there's very little things where the only thing you, you, you can do is to work on the algos. And if it works, it, it works. You do not, do not have to sell it to anyone. Right, right. And so, and I imagine, yeah, this is more of a challenge um, um, as well. And I mean, it seems like to me, at least it's a natural progression. I mean, I, I look at trading as a game as well. Um, you know, there's, there's winners, there's losers. Um, so what, what unique challenges, Martin, does the market pre uh, present uh, for artificial intelligence? Hmm. So one thing is to realize that the, the type, types of algorithms that, that, are, that are still being used are mostly based on analytical methods. There's not that much uh, learning going on. And part of it is uh, one, it's, it's historical, right? Uh, the, the people who basically founded the field, field of like uh, algo trading and uh, quantitative trading, it's, uh, they were more, more or less coming from the, from the having a physics background and it, mm -hmm. for them it made sense to like try to model model the 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 market using the models that they are that they are familiar with 
But if you if you look at those exact exact models, they are being replaced by to, by uh, by learning models almost everywhere else. And it's, it's quite silly to 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 assume oh uh, no like markets are so special that uh, it's not going to to work here. That's that that's silly, right? So so that's that, that's one one thing. The other one is there's a there's a big momentum, right? Say say, say you are a huge, uh, huge finance company with uh, hundreds and thousands of people. You already have your uh, software stack. You, you have you built your algorithms. You hire five five people from uh, from Google. They are not going to to change uh, anything. It, it's like it's like if Volkswagen tried to hire five five people from Tesla. What what are they going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. So what we strongly believe is that a those algorithms, there's no, there's no question that this is like a prime, prime target for you, for those algorithms. And B, you need to build everything from scratch using, 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 using a good team. It's not like you, you are going to change all the, all the software stack that, uh, that a big company has. You need to build everything from scratch with those algorithms uh, in, in mind. And I think for this, we have we have an extraordinary team. Like it's it's not just the, the three of us that that you that you probably have in your head. We have mm -hmm. like quite quite a strong team where we more or less stole, stole all the all the best people we worked uh, back at IBM. Now IBM uh, IBM doesn't really like us anymore since we stole all the all the, all the best people <laughs> uh, from from Prague. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we do, we do have uh, the the right team to to do exactly what I just mentioned. Nice, nice. So 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 essentially, like you you guys see an edge here um, in, in the market, uh, the AI financial market. Um, Martin, how applicable? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's there's some parallels, but um, I would imagine the previous work um, is going to be a, at least a little bit applicable here to uh, to markets, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It the, the things that we are building are like mix of reinforcement learning and, and, and game, game theory. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I have, I have no doubt that say this will be the dominant method being used by everyone, everyone out there, uh, say in 10, 10 years. And now it's, uh, it's, uh, I think now is the, the right time. Uh, now is the right time. And it's, we are not naive. Or like we are not the only ones uh, going for this. But given given the team and momentum that, that that we have, we we are yeah we are going to get there. No no doubt no no doubt about about it. Yeah yeah and, and you know and I knew how. I'm sorry I'm sorry JJ go ahead. If if I can jump in after Ray's done, if you can kind of um, talk a little bit about how these algorithms work for the sort of lay person out there, because we have a lot of traders who are completely mystified by algorithms and have absolutely no idea how they work. If you could kind of break that down, I'll let Ray continue, but just so we don't uh, forget that. I'm, I'm, I'm up to you guys. Like I can, I can on high level explain, uh, explain these, or we can, we can jump back to it up to you. Yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's let's yeah. touch on it now. No, because I was yeah, JJ, I mean, bringing up a good point of something I was going to um, ask anyway, because you know, most of our listeners you know, I, I guess more or less like the, the, the algorithms are kind of like our competition as traders um, as well. And so, yeah, a lot of people have no idea about them. So maybe just for a lay person. Um, yeah, maybe just give them a good idea. Maybe how some of these these algos function. Well, OK, let me let me start with the with explaining the algo algos that 
we we are familiar with and how they how they fit into this uh, is domain and then we can chat about how they differ uh, from the say traditional methods uh, used uh, by uh, by uh, used in finance right so so we 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 talk about uh, chess poker and there's uh, there's other famous uh, examples of DeepMind doing amazing things when it comes down to like learning uh, both in games and uh, now in a real world set settings, right? Uh, uh, so you can think of uh, the the, the tokamax, you can think of the uh, of the protein folding. But let's take uh, with the with the games uh, right now. The way uh, those learning algorithms are able to learn extraordinary st strong uh, level of uh, chess gameplay. It's not like there's some uh, some chess uh, chess master trying to write, write down uh, uh, into a machine how the machine should make 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 its moves. Rather what's going on, the machine more or less starts to play randomly. And as it keeps playing, it keeps learning about, uh, about a good and bad play and simply it keeps improving. And after it oh, plays okay. many, 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 uh, play, uh, many games, it, uh, the, it achieves uh, extraordinary strong, strong performance. Now, for the algorithms themselves, there's a clear distinction between the environment and uh, and the agent. So, the the way those algorithms are 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 built, you can think think of it this way: all you need is a is a box, which is your your environment, and the box simply provides you with a few things. One is you are able to make some actions and send those actions uh, actions to a box. Not surprisingly, those actions are specific uh, specific to a box. So, so, so if if you want to learn how to play chess, the set of actions that the agent can basically execute is different than the set of actions if you want to if you want to learn to, to play poker. Then another thing that the, this box provides you with are the observations, which is okay. What what's going on, right? Like I can make some actions. And then I can see 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 what uh, what the state of the box is. In chess, it would be simply oh, I can observe observe the board. In poker, you could uh, you could observe only your own cards. Cards, obviously, you could observe the chips on the table and uh, stuff like that. And finally, what you also receive from the box is something called uh, reward, which is basically how well uh, how well you are doing. And the algorithms they just keep playing with the box, keep Keep, uh, keep making some actions so that at the end of the day, they collect as much reward as possible. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was interesting. And, and, and that's what, um, because I, I guess kind of like twofold, because you mentioned, um, you know, that the AI is using game theory and it's using reinforced learning. Like the, the reinforcement part, um, I guess I kind of got like two questions. Like one, is that kind of like, did this kind of stem or this like this idea of reinforced learning, did that kind of come from uh, kind of how our brains work? Uh, that, that's what I thought when I first heard that. Where, where did this idea come from about reinforced uh, learning and AI? And how do you re and like, how do you reward the AI? Like, how does it know it's a reward? Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. So for the first question, I would say a lot of people would say that uh, there's some motivation from uh, from how uh, human agents agents learn, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I don't think it's necessarily important. 
it's uh, the, the, the framework that uh, one agrees on is the important thing which is you have this box you have these actions observation and and you have you have you have the you have the reward now where the reward uh, is coming from well in chess you simply have a, a reward which is either one zero or min minus one which, which is either you won you you, you either you win you lose or there's there's a draw and that, that that's everything that's that's very simple reward okay. gotcha now, gotcha mm -hmm. now if if we we all are, uh, agree on this framework of a, of a box where you might make actions, you get observations, you, you get reward. And you, we agree that there are some like really good algorithms that are able to play with the box until they fi find a good smart sequence of actions that uh, maximize uh, the reward. Then it's not hard to, 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 to understand that, well, this, <laughs> This idea could very well be used in markets as well. Simply, the the, the box is implemented in slightly different way. Right? You 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 observe different things. It it might be like ticks or the or the books, whatever. Mm -hmm. Your actions are are suddenly are not well. Let me move my rook to the square. Your actions are suddenly let me buy or buy or sell something, and uh, your reward is uh, also different. Yeah, yeah. Now I want now I want to. Um the the game theory part martin and, and and i could be off base here but um you know like like thinking about this like in markets like you know now i know the game theory is deep in poker but you know the rules are known in poker there there's only so many now i'll bet there's a lot of different sequences a lot of different card combination flop turn river there's a ton of that but it's all uh, I guess, you know, known at least the markets, you know, applying game theory to markets, I think could probably maybe be a little bit tougher. There's a lot of interchanging parts. Um, how do you guys attempt to like grapple that? Um, I guess like, you know, game theory in, in markets and with so many different moving pieces. Okay. No, that's, that, that's a nice question. And let me maybe answer it on quite a high level, but I think it still makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So, reinforcement learning and game theory themselves are actually quite uh, quite uh, close. The thing that uh, game theory game theory gives you is some notion of adversarial adversarial settings. So the off the shelf reinforcement learning it uh, it basically thinks of this box as the box not trying to say adapt uh, to to your to your actions. Or the, the the box is not trying to 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 be mean 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 at you, so you are like trying to find some set of actions so that you maximize maximize reward. Game theory algorithms, they also some in a way assume that there's other agents that uh, are playing with the box uh, also, and uh, they are either try to think about not just maxim maximizing your reward but also. Uh, thinking about the reward of the other agents as well, so that you try to find, find, for example, a policy for all the agents, so that everyone, everyone is happy. The 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 crucial thing is that many of these algorithms allow you to to find a policy that it's it's some sense robust robust to adversarial adversarial settings. And again, in finance, this is something that you absolutely want to to have. Hmm. All right. Inter interesting. Um, I guess I, I got a couple of um, miscellaneous, I guess, kind of questions here. 
Um, you know, you know, I, I think of, you know, stuff that I've learned from like, uh, you know, from poker, from like studying how like the AI plays or, or like an equilibrium strategy, um, you know, it is the, you know, all your years of working with artificial intelligence, Martin, ha has there been like a big lesson like you've learned um, or you think that like humans could learn from artificial intelligence? So, okay, one thing maybe, and I, I'm not sure if it is, this is answering your question, but one is, I think humans are often quite, humans are a lot more stupid too sometimes than, than, than we would like to think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's, is that, is that, that's the answer, yeah, we're more stupid than we like to think. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, so. I just, I just, I just like, the, I, I like, um, and I, I really, I guess I can only draw my reference from poker, but uh, it made me, you know, Martin, it made me think on another level of like, um, things that sometimes might seem intuitive are perhaps maybe not intuitive, um, you know, and just, just kind of rethink everything or not rethink everything, but like really, you know, make sure I'm just not going because I feel like that. Like, I feel this way, like really questioning, you know, why I feel that way. And if the logic, you know, is sound, I guess. Well, um, maybe that, that, that's, that's, that's a question for you, right? Which is when, you, when you really try to do your best, uh, when, when you try to play, play, play poker, you are, what's, what's your thinking process? Are you, are you not trying to be more of a machine than, than a human? I'm for sure trying to be more of a machine than human, 100%. 100%. And like, and I think like the the balance for me was, um, yeah, like, like, but knowing when to like override it, right? Like, because I might have opponent who's not playing at equilibrium, and then I might have to stray from an equilibrium strategy because he's doing this. But no, I try to play mo mostly like a machine as possible. So I'm not exploitable. In essence, like I'm, I'm always going in assuming I'm playing someone else who's trying to play an equilibrium strategy. And then I veer, you know, when the data shows me otherwise or his actions um, show me otherwise. Yeah, but, but, but that's perfect, right? Because that's exactly what you probably want to do in the, in the markets as well, right? Right, right, 100%, 100%. Right, like you, you try to assume some, uh, some like rationality or, or like uh, equilibrium, you like, you, you check along with your algorithms and when you see some some someone uh, someone buying GameStop, then maybe you do something else. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. How do you uh, now with with this these algorithms are and in under live fire? Is it now that are you and your crew are they managing money? Are you taking institutional investment? Um, and how do your algos manage like risk and size and? those kinds of things. I'm very curious. Uh, I, I love to learn uh, about this, you know, because this is the future of trading. And I come from the, you know, the old school of trading. I've been doing this since 1993. And so it's always interesting to see, um, you know, because I, I was very, very, uh, very aware of 1997 when long-term capital, um, you know, almost blew up the markets. So I'm just curious, how do you guys handle risk? Um, and how do you, I mean, are your algos, I mean, because they're all, it sounds like some sort of a neural network thing where they can sense, um, you know, when events are changing and can they adapt really quickly to size and how does it, how does that sort of work? 
Okay, so let's. Okay, I think that's that's uh, two or three questions. Yeah, so that's one, two or three questions. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so one uh, regarding institutional money and uh, stuff like that. The answer is very simple. We are at the very early stage. Okay. So that's not something that we are thinking of. It's okay. We are at we are at a point where we are like trying to. We have a lot of people basically trying to give give us money. We we just have to tell them, wait, guys, please come back, uh, come back later. <laughs> That's a good problem, Martin. I'd That's imagine. That's a good problem. <laughs> <laughs> the the other question alluded to like humans, like how how would you compare this to to you you trading manually, right? Well, no, I I'm just trying to understand how how the process works and how the like you know say you know say your your algo tells you to buy something and then you you know like i can tell as a trader when size is entering the market because of how price behaves is is that algo going to do the same thing i'm i'm just really curious because i want to learn oh i see okay so one thing is the algorithms themselves execute the trade it's not like they are trying to tell you what to do and that's uh, you know yeah uh huh so okay. and that's that has to be the case because of the of the time 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 frame right like they, they are trying to execute many many actions quite quite fast you are not mm -hmm. uh, not going to uh, you are unable to do it uh, on your own now mm -hmm. understanding uh, understanding why the algorithm made uh, made uh, uh, a particular move that's harder but uh, who cares Right. Say, say, say you have a have a really strong uh, chess agent. Why do you really want to understand to uh, move uh, it uh, it uh, suddenly made as long as you know it's going to win the game? Right. Okay. And uh, it's also related to to the semantics uh, itself, right? Like people really, really like to find some story, some explanation. And give us semantics to everything that's uh, that's uh, that's going on, but this is only important for us uh, for us uh, humans. It's there's very little very little value in understanding uh, those things as long as uh, as uh, those uh, are simply good. Okay, so that means then your your model has risk parameters built into it, so if it it obviously won't execute. Like say there's a market order for 10 million shares of a stock coming in, your your algorithm will sense that and stop executing on the buy side then. Oh, okay. So one thing you you still want to have uh, some some say constraints on uh, on what actions you allow to to do uh, for your algorithm. Like you probably do not want your algorithm to go yolo and. Uh, and uh, go all in on, on some trade that that would be sorry but all of this can be baked in into the algorithm okay okay all, all of those all of those constraints okay cool yeah yeah now now i would imagine martin it's probably um i mean like the the algo back tests like the, the strategies i'd imagine over x amount of time similar to how i believe deep uh deep stack would like just all night play hands against itself or or something of that manner right mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Correct. Uh, Martin, for um, for some of the listeners that 
you know, maybe want a good starting book um, on educating themselves on artificial intelligence. Do you have any recommendations? So the introduction to reinforcement learning by Eric Sutton is an, uh, is an amazing book. He quite recently uh, printed a second, second version of it. So I think that's, that's a must read book to, to start, uh, start with. Okay. Okay. And can you just say one more time for me? I want to write this down. So it's in, in, introduction to reinforcement learning. Okay. Introduction to reinforcement learning. Okay. Yes. By Eric Sutton. If if you Google it, you if, if it it will find it easier. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Um. And, and Martin. Um. On the reinforcement learning. Um. You know, when I was doing a little bit of research, um, before this, um. I guess maybe some people in the, in the AI community aren't real big believers in reinforcement learning. Um, is, is that true? And what, what's like the controversy? Oh, sorry, you, you said some of the people are not big believers. Yeah, may, maybe I was reading the wrong source or something. No, no, no. But I, yeah. I think you, I, no, no, I, I was just making, I was making sure I understood the question. Yes, yes. You, you are correct, but this uh, them not believing relates to uh, to uh, those algorithms uh, and reinforcement learning algorithms achieving uh, the proper AGI, which is something completely completely different. Like no no one no one questions the strength of these algorithms when it comes down to to uh, game playing, uh, op optimizing, uh, optimizing mm -hmm. cooling in data data centers, protein folding, folding, uh, like these these applied applied things. Like it's clear to everyone that this this is different when it comes to, it comes down to applications. The controversy is simply stemming from there's people who believe that these algorithms not only will will give us those uh, breakthroughs in applications, it will also achieve this. Uh, uh, human human level or superhuman level artificial general intelligence. Mm, okay, all right, gotcha, gotcha. You know, you know, JJ, I, I um I think back to um you know probably like our marquee like guest that we had, Martin. We had on Mar uh, Mark Cuban, uh, I think over a year ago about so right, JJ. And, and yep. I remember I remember talking to him, Martin, and he said like one of his like main um you know areas he's investing in is artificial intelligence, like, you know, companies that are working on AI, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he recommended books. And so that always, that always stuck into my mind. I'm like, all right, if Mark Cuban's paying attention <laughs> to this field, oh, I think yeah. that's, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's good enough for me. Um, Martin, uh, you know, I guess one last question here and I'm gonna let you go. And this might be like kind of a little out there off the wall type question. Well, not a question, but, um, you know, I was reading, um, I want to say this is like a quantum physics theory um, that I seen, uh, you know, these people are maybe publishing a paper on it, but uh, they're making the argument that uh, that the universe is is essentially artificial intelligence, it, like it, it acts in a, in a manner, um, you know, like our laws, um, you know, like gravity and stuff is like the code. I, I, I don't know. It was probably a little bit over my head, but I, have you heard of this? Uh, have you heard of this theory? I, I did, but I'm not going to pretend I'm uh, particularly strong in physics. Like we do have other people who are, like we, we have people who have a PhD, uh, say in string, string theory, 
but uh, yes, physics is uh, is not my background, so I'm not not going to pretend to to, to be smart here. Yeah, yeah. So so no 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 opinion on that uh, either way. No, I do do love to 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 listen listen to podcasts with uh, good. Uh, good people talking about us but i i don't really have a good opinion <laughs> yeah yeah i i just I, I just found it fascinating that it it, it was a, even a theory and i was just like i don't know i, I kind of like some of those far I mean, out theories everything is every, almost everything can be can be a theory the the question is does it does it really have any predictive power like like at some point it's it's just uh, like nice, nice, nice chat, nice, something nice to nice to, to to talk about, and it's closer to philosophy than to to something that's actually testable, yeah, applicable. Right, right. And you know, this is a podcast, so I guess it's, it is for some conversation here. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I found it interesting. Like, I guess that they're they're making the argument that the universe is getting smarter um, over time, which uh, you know. I guess we we've said enough about that. Um, so uh, yeah, so that that will conclude uh, today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you guys like the episode, can you please rate and review it for us? If you'd like to join a professional and supportive community of traders, uh, you can join JJ and myself at microefutures.com. Uh, Martin, um, I guess you know, tell the people uh, where they can find you and uh, anything else you want them to know. So you can either, either Google Equilibre Technologies, or ideally you can also follow me on my on my Twitter, which you should be able to click through if you if you Google Equilibre Technologies. Or I do believe, yeah, that I mean, if if you Google us, you will find us. Please please follow me. We will hopefully have a lot of fun working on something amazing and you want to work on something amazing with uh, amazing people. And I do believe that we have that. Yeah, definitely seems that way. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post all the stuff on Twitter for, for the listeners. Um, JJ, part in words. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, once again, uh, we're pulling back the veil on technology. It's just, the trading community is, you know, all old, the older traders are all very uh, nervous about algos and, and because they don't understand it. So, when we have folks like you on the show, it's great because we kind of, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit and uh, inform people about what's really going on, and uh, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and and I think too, and, and you know, just just to piggyback off that too, like, and reason why I want to have Martin on is because you know I've seen it with poker, like the type of stuff, like mm-hmm. you can learn from AI, what you could learn from studying, um, you know, like models can help you as a trader as a player can strengthen your knowledge um, and your reasoning abilities. Um, And so, yeah, we wanted to have them on. And Martin, appreciate you, man. So for Martin Schmid, I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the gorilla of House Street. You stops though.